Well, good morning, and once again, welcome to the bridge uh, on this beautiful spring morning. My name is Beth Reeves. I'm the family ministry pastor uh, here at the bridge. I work with birth through 12th grade and families. Uh, so once again, welcome. We're, we're glad you're here. In recent weeks, our church has been in a sermon series titled Edition, where we've been looking at different spiritual practices uh, that will add to our lives, that will add to our daily living in Christ. And today, we are going to dive into the spiritual practice of gratitude. So to start us off, I'm going to invite Isaiah and Noah and Hannah Aldiano, come on up, and they're going to read our scripture for us from 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 12 through 18. Hello. <laughs> now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to acknowledge who work hard among us, who care for you and the Lord, and who admonish you. Hold them in your highest regard and love because of their work. Live in peace with each other. And we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive, encourage the disheartened, help the weak, be patient with everyone. Make sure nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will in you, in Jesus Christ. All right, thank you so much. Now, on this Mother's Day, it might make sense to some of you who have raised children, or perhaps just people who have taken care of children, uh, to resonate with the fact that gratitude, I might just move this over here, maybe that's the kicker, that gratitude doesn't always come naturally, right? Uh, when I was in my early 20s, I used to babysit my nephew Andrew and my niece Maddie. My nephew Andrew is actually here today. I wonder if he remembers this. Here's an example of uh, uh, teaching children gratitude, okay? So they used to love the pink and yellow and blue cotton candy flavored ice cream. Does anybody remember this? It was Wells Blue Bunny. I remember it well. Their mouths would be stained blue. And it was called Superhero Ice Cream. And they would beg me for Superhero Ice They called it Super Heller Ice Cream. They'd say, Auntie Beppy, can we please have some Super Heller Ice Cream? Of course, I would oblige. Now, let's say, put yourself in that, that situation. Let's say you have just given a child a big cone full of Superhero Ice Cream. And what do we instinctively say to that child? What do we make them do? Go ahead. Yes, what do you say? Say thank you, right? We are instilling and teaching gratitude into the lives of our children basically from the day they can start talking, right? Say thank you. Today we're going to look at three different examples, three different biblical examples of gratitude from the scriptures, okay? Hopefully these three examples uh, will give us uh, a different look at practicing gratitude, okay? Author Brene Brown, uh, in her book, The Gifts of Imperfection, she writes this. this is, I, th I hope this will help set the tone uh, for where we're going. She writes this about gratitude. 
For years, I subscribed to the notion of an attitude of gratitude. Have, have you guys heard that slogan, right? Attitude of gratitude, okay. I've since learned that an attitude of gratitude is an orientation or a way of thinking, right? A belief. That having an attitude of gratitude doesn't always translate to a behavior. Okay, so to clarify, simply thinking about something, simply believing something, is very different from actually participating in an action or a behavior concerning that belief, okay? So she goes on to use an illustration about yoga, but the truth is, is that I do not own a yoga mat. So I went and I stole this little jump rope from the kids' ministry closet. So picture it like this. I believe, I think, that jumping rope is a great form of exercise, right? Okay, now, my husband warned me. He was like, I wouldn't actually jump rope on stage. He's, he literally goes, that could go south real quickly. So, but you get the point, right? I think really good things about exercising and jump roping. Like, I believe it's good for me. But unless I actually pick up the jump rope and then do it very carefully, <laughs> unless I actually do it, unless I actually exercise, it doesn't always do me a lot of good in the, the whole person of who I am, my whole personhood, okay? So beliefs don't always translate to action. Today, uh, we're going to start with the first biblical example, and we're going to go to a guy named Moses. For some quick context in this first example of gratitude, back in the book of Exodus, chapter 16, we see Moses and the Israelites. Uh, they are in bondage, uh, then they're released from slavery, right, from the Egyptian people. God does uh, a number of plagues. The Pharaoh lets them go. God parts the Red Sea. Uh, they wander through the desert for 40 years, all right? And in that time, we learn that the Israelite people, they weren't always great at practicing gratitude. For example, once God actually gave them miraculous manna and quail from heaven to sustain them, and they grumbled and complained, right? God released them from bondage, and they actually said, maybe we should go back to the Egyptians. It's a lot easier there, actually. So they weren't always super practiced at gratitude. So we're going to now come in to Exodus chapter 16. I'm sorry. Um, actually, we're in Deuteronomy uh, chapter 10. And we are going to listen to Moses speaking to the Israelites, and he's going to give them a little lesson on gratitude. So listen for the lesson in gratitude here. It says this. When you have eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God, failing to observe his commands, his laws, and his decrees that I am giving you this day. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied, when you build fine houses and settle down, when your herds and your flocks grow large with your silver and your gold increasing, and all you have is multiplied, then your heart will become proud and you'll forget the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. 
In this example, it's kind of like Moses is sitting there telling the ancient uh, Israelites, don't forget to say thank you. Yeah. Remember, God is the one from whom all blessings flow. Right? Don't forget to say thank you for... And he literally gives a list of, of things. Don't forget to say, say thank you for uh, God multiplying your riches. Don't forget to say thank you for the fine houses you will have. Don't forget to say thank you for the very food you are eating. He gives a list of blessings and, and provisions and items, right? And that's a good teaching, that is. That's a really good lesson on gratitude from our friend Moses. It's a good reminder to feel grateful to God for the times he's rescued you, for the things you have. We are to thank him for those things. But if we take it a little deeper and we go back to 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 18, what, does, what, what are we actually instructed to do? We aren't actually instructed to give thanks for things. It says this. Give thanks in every circumstance. You hear the difference? It doesn't say give thanks for all things. It says give thanks in everything. That one little word, for versus in. Okay? Now this leads us to our second example, our second biblical example of biblical gratitude. Psalm 23 was written by a man named David. And listen for the difference in the kind of gratitude we see in David versus Moses, okay? It says this, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Gratitude. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Here, we see David showing gratitude not for material blessings, like riches or gold, but he practices gratitude in the midst of uncertain circumstances, in the midst of hardship, in the midst of sorrow, in the middle of that difficult season of his life, he's in, he's still finding ways to thank God. 
simply for God's presence. Now, notice these words from David in verse 4. Even though. Even though I walk through the valley. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Hear it, hear, hear it like this. Just, would you just uh, clo- close your eyes and just listen? Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will praise you and give you thanks in the middle of it, God. Even though I am in the valley, you have led me. Even though I am in the valley, your rod and your staff comfort me. Even though I am in the valley, I will look for your goodness here and now. Even though. We see David giving thanks to God, even though there's some really hard things. He is going to find something to be grateful for. You see, David moves us not just from giving our thanks for everything, but he he moves us to giving thanks in the midst of every circumstance, in all things, right? How many of you find it easier to practice gratitude, being thankful and grateful, In seasons where our riches are being multiplied, right? In seasons where our herds are growing, in seasons where we have plenty, it's really easy to say, God, thank you for all of these beautiful blessings. Life is really good right now. How many of you find it more difficult, probably like me, right? to remember to actively practice gratitude in the midst of hardship. Those are two very different pictures of gratitude. Even though our circumstances might change, God does not. Now one last biblical example of gratitude from the story of Jesus healing the ten lepers. And this is from Luke chapter 17, verses 11 through 19. And in this passage, I'd ask you to listen closely for uh, the distinct action that we see taken uh, concerning gratitude, all right? Luke 17, verses 11 through 19 says this. Now, on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into the village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, Go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. 
Now, now listen to this. One of them, only one, one of them, when he saw he was healed, came back. Praising God in a loud voice, he threw himself at the feet of Jesus and thanked him. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this man? Then he said to him, Rise and go, for your faith has healed you. Did you hear the distinct movement of action? Right? In the third example, we see gratitude in the forms of both feeling, right? We feel grateful and doing. Gratitude in the form of action, living it out. Not only does this leper have an attitude of gratefulness, but he lives it out in action. We see gratitude being practiced by this man who actively went back to Jesus to express his gratefulness. He literally threw himself on the feet of Jesus. We move from a sense of not just feeling grateful, but we, we move to actually picking up the jump rope and doing it, right? Feeling and doing. On the cards you were given today, does everybody have a little card? If you didn't get one, that's no problem. We have uh, a whole bunch of them back out in the Welcome Center. You can grab one on your way out. But on the cards you were given today, when you walked in, there are some practices of gratitude that you can look at. Ways you can practice a more mature kind of gratitude towards God and others in your life through your attitude and your action, okay? So for example, you could make a list at the end of each day with five things you were grateful for, no matter what the circumstances of that day were. Even though, right? Actively choose to express why you are thankful to your spouse or your coworker. Perhaps you might be able to reflect upon a difficult season of your life. Maybe, maybe you're in one now. And say, God, even though I'm in this valley, thank you. So why? Why is it good for people just like you and me who are reading these biblical examples from 2,000 years ago, why is it good for us to consciously and actively practice gratitude? Engaging in active practices of gratitude can have, this is like uh, brain science, right? It can have deep, deep, uh, profound impacts on our emotional health, our mental health, our spiritual health, our physical health even, right? It, it has deep connection 
to things like relational satisfaction with God and other people. It has direct correlation to the amount of bitterness or joy that we can experience when we practice gratitude, being thankful. Not only does it bless the heart of God, right, but it blesses those around us when we practice gratitude. Actively practicing gratitude in all circumstances makes us more and more like Christ. And this leads us right back to where we started today. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. Give thanks in all circumstances. And this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Why should we give thanks? Because this is God's will for you, to be more and more like Jesus. Let's pray. So God, we, we come to you and we are, we are grateful. God, we say thank you for the blessings you've bestowed upon us. We say thank you in the midst of the good and the bad. God, would you, by the power of your Holy Spirit, not because we are so good, but because you are so good in us. God, would you allow us to actively practice Gratitude, not just with feeling, but with action. You are the giver of all good things, Lord. We recognize this. We submit to the knowledge that you are sovereign over our lives. Even though God, thank you for the words of David. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you are good. Church, say that with me. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Let's say that together. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you are good, God. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.